Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Last week, I went, I journeyed to East Hartford to visit the folks at VRSIM, and I was pretty fascinated by... I just this confluence of, you know, almost like gaming and technology and job training. And I, I thought it'd be great to have them in studio. And they're here now. Um, Matthew Wallace is the CEO and Davis Bore, are you the director of operations? Is that it? Operations manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. So I know what you guys do. And I, I thought maybe you just start with just a quick overview of what, what your business is. Either one can take it. I don't know who, who wants to, but what, what do you do? Sure. Uh, Give me your elevator. At VRSIM, we build training simulations using virtual reality. And the training simulations are aimed at what we'll call the skilled trades. Skilled trades are painters, welders, nursing assistants. And this year, it's gonna we're going to add EMT to the list. So we're using VR to create a different experiential event for a student to increase the training and to increase the, the sort of depth of knowledge they're going to get over the sort of very, very traditional. So what do you do that, that the, the traditional education doesn't do? We teach people a lot faster. We accelerate their learning and we provide more objective feedback. And we do that a lot through virtual reality. So we're providing tools that people can't ordinarily uh, access effectively. You know, when I go to like a, I don't know, some place like Fenway Park or whatever, and they have like VR, it seems really hokey. And it's not that cool, even though you think it's cool. But like the stuff you do is like you can really not only have, say, painting, for instance, like this is industrial painting. This isn't like paint the house, right? And you actually have a dynamic where you can actually judge how well they do it and give multi layer, like three dimensional statistics on what they need to work on, right? I mean, they sort of explain, like the painting one to me was the welding one. I, I, st- I st- I sucked at it, but But the, the painting one was interesting because you could do so many different things. You could paint so many different things, and that tells you, you know, if you if it's even, if it, if it's the right amount, and it's the speed, all that stuff. And how did you develop it, and how accurate is it to the real life component of doing it? Yeah, so we actually worked with subject matter experts here in Connecticut and abroad. We worked with the IUPAT, which is the International Union of Painters and Allies Trades. So we actually did painting for ourselves to see what was important. And from there, what we decided to do was focus on the things that were most important for uh, kinesthetic awareness and essentially muscle memory, how you how you move and do things. 
Um, so yeah, we basically were just trying to figure out what are the best ways that we can provide feedback to people in a visually engaging manner and in a manner that provides both uh, some competitive competition as well as like motivation. And the truth is, it stuff works. Like it, you, you get better at it and you train at it, and you don't have to waste time and space with people using paint and steel and on all this other stuff. How so? It helps both employee and employer, right? And so, who, the employer buys the unit, and as they get new employees, they use that to teach them how to do their jobs. That's certainly one aspect of how we do this. So one is for a new employer to bring new people on. Others are to refresh existing employees into the a new career role, right? They move from a different part of the department, and they're maybe doing painting or welding. So if you're an electric boat and you're doing subs, or now you got to do a helicopter, what, or we, you gotta, whatever. Right. We react to that change and give them something that's experiential. And for some people, it's a refresher. Now... That said, our largest market by far is educational institutions who are trying to get to a certification or a skill. Like a trade school. Like a trade mm -hmm. school. But we, we, we do the same thing in prisons, for example. Huh. At the end of the day, what is this about? This is about jobs. We're giving people a faster, better, more valuable experience starting spot to collect a job, to work for the benefit of the employer and themselves jobs that pay better than the norm usually, mm -hmm. at getting a good start there. And we're not aiming for people that are interested in being accountants, for example. Right. These are the Votech people. Uh, and, and we mean no disrespect to that. No, these are people, like, listen, who 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 either don't want to go to a four-year school or, or for whatever reason, and they want to go directly into the workforce. And if they can be good at some of these skills that you teach, they're going to make more money. People would be shocked yeah. how much a entry-level welder makes, particularly someone that wants to go somewhere uh, challenging like the North Slope, or to go to Boeing and paint the tail fins, which is a significant thing. These are good jobs, and they're aimed at a, a population that needs those jobs, that will react well to those jobs, and can learn in an accelerated basis, right? That, that's the key of what we're trying to do. We're trying to reframe how education works. So, Matt, do we have to go to break, or do, can I go to traffic? I don't know. Okay. So the thing that fast, I think about, I think about your situation the way I think about football. You know, 25, 30 years ago, people just lifted weights and, and they lifted weights. And now in football training, they're doing moves specific to what they do. Defensive linemen are doing a lot of like pushing in the, the way they're going to actually play as opposed to just throwing up weights. And that edu the metaphor educationally is that that's what you're doing. And, and you're just seeing sort of, it's not a, it's a good analogy because it's the beginning of it. With the addition of things like AI, you end up with even more personalized instructional ability for an individual student. You can observe how they're doing it, observe where their particular weak points might be, right. and tailor those lessons in a way that makes it more effective than just a very traditional, by the numbers, here's a textbook plan. We give them the ability to perfect their golf swing, not just go out in mass and swing at clubs, right. swing at balls. All right, so you brought up AI. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I want to talk a little bit more about that and also talk about um, how the, the realm of education needs to catch up to what, what mm -hmm. you're doing. All right, we're back with Matthew Wallace and David Zbore from uh, VR Sim in East Hartford. And it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff. And I went there and I also did, the, I didn't do the nursing thing because it was too intimidating, to be quite <laughs> honest, with the 
the wrist coach and the rolling down of things. And it was, it's kind of really impressive what you can do, but you talked, you know, Matthew about artificial intelligence, but like from like a programming VR and really integrating that into it, that feels massive to me. Right. I mean, is that how challenging is that going to be for you before we talk about the capabilities? Like that's a hard, heavy lift, isn't it? Well, we have the best programmers in the nation for virtual reality. First, let's start there. And we've built that over the last 15 years very meticulously. How many employees do you have? Uh, 19, 19 at last count. Okay. Uh, then we also have, obviously, contractors for certain things that yeah. we work outside that. But the core of what we do is to try to make that a rich experience. Now, we draw from things like the gaming industry because there's more money in the gaming industry than there is in Hollywood, for example. So the technology that you get developed through that space becomes useful for us, right? It's a, we, hmm. we bring it in. Uh, and that's only going to continue to move down that route, that making it more and more accessible. But it's also then the ability to pull from real deep knowledge. Everybody in our office that does programming can paint at a commercially reasonable level. Everybody in our office can weld at a commercial we we go to class we learn to do the thing that we're simulating the purpose here is to get enough of a rich experience that the student takes learning from it and we take takes the learning early develops a feel for it that is instinctual and uh experiential based not just i read it in a textbook. because ultimately the the goal is and i want to get to that textbook part the goal is to get them to be more capable of doing whatever it is that they're going to do when they start to do it, right? I mean, they, they want to enter at a higher level of of ability to do it when they start whatever that job is training. Because they're going to do on-the-job real training after this, and they want them to be at a higher level when they start. So when it comes to AI, because I want to ask you about that, what, what you just mentioned, what's next? Like, what is the next – what's what's the next phase of what you do look like when AI is fully integrated? So as we mentioned earlier, and, and I want to – we want the student to come out of whatever experience that they've been given mixed with their pedagogical education better, faster, and more confident. And we mean all of those, including the confidence base. Um, AI allows us to then tailor, and this is one aspect, because education is very uh, hands-off a little bit because they think they're all going to cheat on their homework. That's not <laughs> what we're using it for. Right. We're using AI to help direct the learning path for that individual student. So if I do something really easy in the nurse forum, they can come up with a harder tax or put it in an emergency in there so they can react and do that. Absolutely. And see where the patterns and trends are, not just for an individual student, but also for a class and find where the holes are in perhaps that student uh, experience, all the students experience. So where, and and you can take it if you want, um, David, why is traditional education so resistant to this stuff? Um, well, part of it, I think, is that they're very used to doing it one way, and they they expect it to do it just because of the rules and regulations. It's not necessarily because it's a better methodology. Um, Are they worried about losing their jobs? I mean, is that what? It's sort of the, I think it's the infrastructure is just built in order to sustain what it currently is. A- any sort of change takes a little bit of rolling to get through. So the people who are early adopters are the people who are willing to take risks, but also get rewards. Um, in our, you know, in the case of what we're doing, we've been doing this for over a decade. We don't have that many risks. It's more of people really are seeking out what we're doing and understanding what 
what we can offer in an experiential way that normally they they might not encounter. I, I think what what gets missed, and and we do, we hear the oh they're going to replace me. That, that's mm-hmm. never been the point. Right. It's really changing the teacher to give them another set of tools in the toolbox and make them facilitators of learning, make their expertise more valuable instead of being stuck in the rote part of the process, right? Because they're going to have more information as they understand the system, and I'm talking about the teachers, they will be able to direct that student further down the path to being successful. Listen, if you want me, if you want to say it, let's go back a ways. Sure. Textbooks are a historical anomaly, period. Textbooks have existed since Gutenberg started pushing it out and since then. Before that time, the skills, the skills we're teaching. People just went out and did them, right? See one, do one. They, they became apprentices to somebody who yeah. was an expert. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is turn those teachers into an expert. Now, granted, it was a cooper back in 1650 making barrels. Now it's a nurse making his apprentice help change bedpans and deal with infections effectively. The textbook kind of gets in the way of that. And we're seeing that more and more. Otherwise, why else would TikTok and everything else be about visuals and medium? Now we get to give them experiences that are relevant. We're efficient in giving it to them because of VR. Mm -hmm. And they get more experiences before they walk out on the... Right. See, I look at this as totally different because I... I, Not different than than what you said, but different than what the common criticism. It's not like they're making... Like, it's so easy and fun and we cut corners for our children and make life easy. They're actually getting to do the skill of the job that they want to do. It's not It's not hokey, right? It's not like some fun thing to make sure they like going to class. It's actually a skill development tool. This is not about fun. This is about the job. And, and for some students, they learn it's the wrong job for them. Maybe their eye-hand coordination is not good enough, or maybe they find something they hadn't thought of before hmm. by getting that direct experience. Crisis is a very different thing when you do it in VR than when you read about it in a textbook. When you have to deal with a, even in virtual space, an overdose patient in a crack house, what do you do? What are the steps that you need to have? Those things we can do in VR safely and provide meaningful feedback of whether they did it right or not, and nobody's endangered but they get a taste of what that really might be like as an EMS. And that's what that the EMT thing is, is that's next, That's exactly right? where we're going next. Yeah, it's that's... more exposures to, to different scenarios, essentially. Yes. And the vocational schools must love this stuff, though, right? It's always a challenge. Some schools like it. It, it tends to match the instructor and their mm-hmm. openness to things. Is this big company like Electric Boat more open to it than a smaller outfit? Uh, it's not consistent that way. Oh. There, yeah. there are huge companies that do great stuff. And then there are huge companies that avoid it because it's different, it's weird, it's not the same. The average welding instructor right now is 62 years old. Mm-hmm. And as they retire, a lot of them aren't, 62 is not the time to be making change in your how I teach stuff. <laughs> right. I've taught it this way for 22 years, right, sure. I'm not gonna change it now. That will obviously change it, but it's also having enough openness in the education department to look at the effectiveness studies. We don't have questions like David said. We know this stuff works. We have research studies that show it works. But oftentimes getting it through the bureaucratic process at the state level or education level can be a bit of a challenge. And the product's not cost prohibitive? I mean, Not at all. Yeah. In fact, our cost per student continues to go down. Mm -hmm. The reason we're attacking Allied Health in some of these markets is now the ability to get that to a student, an effective VR presence in a portable format changes the game on what can be done. 
We have uh, 10 city schools in Iowa. They already started sending them home with a VR headset for homework. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it, it gives them more ability Mom, to hand I'm it out. Get the game off. I'm not playing the game. I'm doing my homework. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's, it's great. Uh, listen, uh, David, thank you, Matthew. David, you can go to VRSim.com. Uh, it's it's just it's a cool way to learn, and it's real learning. It's not it's 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 good stuff. So thanks for coming in today. Yeah, oh, it's our so pleasure. Much. Thank you very All much. Right.